Exodus. It's one of the most important books of the Bible, and we know this because the Bible expects us to have a working knowledge of Exodus. So today on the Pactum, we are going to be talking about the book of Exodus. It's episode 120. I can't wait. I'm excited about it. Welcome to the Pactum. I'm Pat Avendroth with Mike Grimes. Yes. Did we already say we're excited about this? I think we did. I almost feel I almost feel like we're trying to sell something and we're <laughs> like not trying we're trying to convince you not sell you something. We want to convince you to read the book, to study the book, to teach the book, to study it in a group, to preach it if you're a preacher because it really is an amazing amazing book. It is. Speaking of book, Pat, let me ask you about your book, Ooh, Covenant Theology. Nice transition it's, hey, there. You know, hey, it's, uh, it's about a month old. It How's is, it going? How's it's it go- doing? It, well, I think the Pactum verse is uh, showing some love, and and other people are as well. So I hoped it would sell what it has already sold in a year in one month. Hey, that's good, right? So it makes me happy. It makes me happy because people are responding and people are being helped. Because if we can read the Bible better, yep. in a way that honors Christ and helps other Christians. It's awesome. So I, in a sense, couldn't be more pleased, although I guess we could always be more pleased. Oh, sure. Well, but I am thrilled to the bone, my friend. That is good. Talk to us about the conference, the Pactum Conference that's coming up in October. October. Pactum Conference coming up in October, October 6th and 7th, 2023. Going to be here in Omaha, Nebraska at Omaha Bible Church. We have a great lineup of speakers for you. We have Michael Beck coming. We have Daryl Hart coming. We have Mike Abendroth and yours truly, Pat Abendroth. And it's called All Things New. Eschatology Eschatology is what we're talking about. Charts, graphs, the whole works. (laughs) Plenty of people are already signing up, so that's nice. Make sure to get signed up for that. We don't want you to miss out on your opportunity to come. You can go to thepactum.org, find a sign-up link there, and join us. It's like $599. Is that I think, what it's yes, going that's for? the early bird rate is $599. <laughs> and then if you don't get in on the early bird rate, it's going to be a $799 conference <laughs> fee. You can make that in five easy, easy payments. <laughs> no. Seriously, is it like it's, 25 it's bucks? It's 25 bucks to come. We'd love to have you. So maybe we'll be able to afford a couple flights. We or might fly like that. at least one of our speakers. Uh, uh, we've been doing these conferences for a long time, uh, and we're looking forward to now having it be a Pactum conference. Yeah, it's going to be great. And we will have a lot of fun. Um, with you several of you. We'll make sure you don't have to run to your seat or anything like right. that. No flying uh, it'll elbows. Be, it'll be very civilized. <laughs> uh, you can talk to the speakers. They will be approachable. We'll make sure of that. So yeah. it's going to go down. It is. going to be great. So if we're going to talk about Exodus today, I, today, Mike, I can't help but think about pop culture. Mm. And when I think of Exodus, I have all kinds of things that come to mind, like Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> Every Sunday before I get <laughs> before I walk up to preach, I go, man, I got the Bob Marley song in my head. That's funny. Do you be surprised any, to know I don't know that song. Any pop culture stuff? The only in- pop culture thing that comes to my mind when I think of Exodus is the Ten Commandments. I'm I lived under a rock, right? So the Ten Commandments of Charlton Heston. That's yep. all I've got. I'm not sure if I've ever seen it. Are you serious? Yep. Wow. You're younger than I am. But I have seen Exodus Gods and Kings with Christian Bale. I've seen that one. I don't I remember much about it other either. than I thought the special effects were good. And I like Christian Bale as an actor. Yeah. So what about Jordan Peterson? What they, what, what does the Pactum think about Jordan Peterson? He's got a pretty... 
like super popular thing on Exodus. Oh, is that a, uh, the Daily Wire thing? It is. Yeah I, yeah, I haven't seen any of that stuff. I don't know anything about it. So the thing is, I don't mind Jordan Peterson for like his, you know, just natural law kind of stuff. You sure, know, yeah. It's good to do the right thing and you'll feel better if you do the right thing and helps men to maybe, you know, get a job. Sure. And yeah. be presentable. <laughs> right. yeah. So that's good. Yeah, that is but, good. But um, I think his... You don't want to learn the Bible from Jordan Peterson. It's going to yeah, be this no. kind of mythological, timeless truths and principles, and uh, it's it's not theologically sound, even though he's going to say some right things. Uh, so we don't recommend it. We don't really endorse Jordan Peterson other than from like kind of a common sense kind of way. So yeah. there is that. It is interesting. I think that they're even doing that kind of stuff. And it's selling, right? That's wild, right? Yeah. It would be more like, you know theological liberalism of yesteryear that hmm. Machen was opposing. But That's, that is interesting. Yeah, even though he's not a political liberal uh, in any way. But yeah. anyway, huh. so I also think of one other thing, and that's the 1960 movie with Paul Newman. Uh, I think it's called Exodus or The Exodus, but it's not about hmm. Exodus. It's about a boat oh, okay. that they call Exodus. It's post-World War II. You've got a bunch of... Um, Jews who want to go to the promised land and okay. uh, England doesn't want them to go there. And I think they're in these like camps, not concentration camps, but it gives you that same weird vibe, um, it, like on the island of Cyprus. Hmm. But it's cool because Paul Newman is cool in 1960 and Eva Marie Saint is cool in 1960. And so I, I think it's a three hour movie. Ooh. I made it through maybe an hour and a half, but it gives you that nostalgic kind of feel. Sure, yeah. Maybe the best line is the dialogue between Paul Newman and Eva Marie Saint. Paul Newman is a Jew and she is a Protestant and he, she can't figure out why he has to go to Israel. He has hmm. to go to the promised land. They're going to do hunger strikes, the whole deal. And he says, you know, don't you know your Bible? Hmm. And she says in a Presbyterian sort of way. <laughs> <laughs> Translation, no. No. <laughs> so uh, it, it, it's kind of a fun thing. So That's interesting. Are we going to move I, into the serious stuff? Let's or? move into the serious stuff. Actually, you know what? Let's, one more thing. Okay. We did have a visitor to the Posh Pactum studio this week. Say what? We had a visitor all the way from Tennessee came just to see the Pactum studio. Where was I? You were um, probably in the auditorium. Okay. I don't know. It was on Sunday morning. I'm kidding. He didn't come all the way just to see the <laughs> <laughs> Ian Gensler, he came to see the studio on Sunday oh, morning. Oh, you you pulled back the curtain. Yes, he saw the sofa. He did. And he didn't get on the sofa, did he? No, he didn't. But he was all excited to see the sofa, and he did the snow globe. So okay. if you're ever in Omaha, special stop on shout by. out to you, special Mr. Shout Gensler. Out to you, I wanted to make sure to shout out to him. So. I'm glad you did that. Yeah. I think I think Ian was going to move to Ohio. Where was he going to move? No, he was going to move to Columbus, Ohio, and I thought he was going to move to Columbus, Nebraska. <laughs> So I was going to send him to our friends in Columbus, Nebraska, gotcha. but now they're in, nah, now they're in, in Tennessee. Tennessee. Yep. yep. All right. All right. So we'll get to the serious stuff. Exodus. What makes Exodus so vital? Why how are we talking about it? Why Mike, are we excited about it? How much time it? do we have to talk about this? We have as much time as you want, as long as we can get these people through their workouts. There you go. Right. And I think we have a staff meeting later. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> let's start by saying what you said in the intro, Mike, and that is there's so much in the Bible or so much of the Bible is associated with the book of Exodus and yeah. the Exodus event. Uh -huh. It's what we say, if we're going to use fancy multi-syllabic language, oh. we're going to say Exodus is paradigmatic. Ooh. I just like to say Parad it. it is paradigmatic. <laughs> paradigmatic. It, it, it's a paradigm, right? Yes. So yeah. it's, it provides the framework for so much of the Bible uh, and so many of the themes. So Passover is from Exodus, mm -hmm. redemption yeah. from Exodus, salvation from Exodus, even eschatology. There's going to be an ultimate Exodus. Yeah. Uh, 
it comes from the book of Exodus. So, mm. And I think the list could go on and on there, but maybe we could also say it is important, it is vital because of what you learn about God. Yeah, right. Theology proper yeah. on fire in the book of Exodus. For He's sure. the covenant-making, covenant-keeping God, the Abrahamic covenant. We're going to see the Mosaic covenant. Why do they exit? Why, why the Exodus? It's because of the promise that was made to Abraham. Mm. Uh, God is not like the gods of the Egyptians. Um, he's totally different than them. Yeah. So we see that. He hardens hearts. He's sovereign. He wipes out armies. He's yeah. sovereign. Uh, I like the Exodus talks about his strong arm and his right hand, right. which is yeah. amazing because God doesn't, doesn't have arms have arm and hands, he doesn't right? have hands. <laughs> right. But his lack of hands and arms are <laughs> is way stronger yes. than those who have right. hands and arms. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. anyway. Yeah, we do learn a lot about God in Exodus. Yep, he delivers, sure. he saves, he rescues. Um, so really cool to see. He's the great I am, mm, Yeah, which is, you know, when they want to know God's name, well, God doesn't really have a name. He's not the fire God, the water God, sure, that kind yeah. of God. Just tell them I am has sent you, which is like baffling, puzzling to the mind. Right. Because he's different. He's transcendent. He's unlike all of the other gods. And so how do you tell people what his name is when they're used to having a name be associated with some kind of limited power? Sure. He has no limited power. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. <laughs> so the, the list goes on. So he's all, it's also a vital book because of all of the typology. Mm. Yeah. What, what do we mean when we talk about typology? Typology. Did you ever take a typing class, Mike? You know, uh, we had to take typing. I think in high school we did typing. Okay. Yeah. With the typewriter or no, keyboard? No, keyboards. Yeah. Okay. We so had, maybe it's we keyboarding had typewriters, class. and I was so terrible at it, and I was so, you know, ADHD or whatever it was, even though that wasn't a thing then, I dropped it to take racket sports. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so we could go outside in the spring no and play tennis racket sports. <laughs> or something else, which I was not into at all, but it was like the only thing I could take. For some kind of, you know, flunky kid. So I had to teach myself how to type later in college. That's funny. So typology, what is a type? A type is something that is going to point towards or anticipate uh, something that is going to come. So we think of uh, types of Christ. We talked about this on our last episode with categories, we right? Did. We did. We talked about types of Christ, you know, Adam being a type as a federal representative for man, yep. and Christ being the antitype, the ultimate, the fulfillment, the substance, things like that. That's yep, type. so it could be a person, could be an office, a place, institution, event, or a thing, right? Uh, but it anticipates, it, it corresponds with, but it, th there's a moving forward to something greater, right? Yeah, and yeah. it finds its resolve, it finds its fulfillment in the antitype, yep. uh, or you can think in terms of shadows in the old, substance in substance, the new. Yeah, so yeah. think of all the different types. We've oh, got the, plenty. The, the Passover, obviously from Exodus. Right. And then in First Corinthians 5, 7, Christ, our Passover lamb, right, has yeah. been sacrificed. Yeah. Or even John the Baptist, behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Right. Uh, that's drawing upon Exodus motif yeah. kinds of things, Amazing. right? Typology. Yeah. We've got redemption. Uh, redemption happens in the old. It's physical redemption. And then obviously we have ultimate redemption in Christ. Yeah. And uh, commentators would have us to know that, that the Red Sea crossing, the redemption that happens there is, is the most significant physical redemption or act of physical redemption in the whole Old Testament. Hmm. So it's meant to anticipate, meant to look forward to. 
Pactum verse listeners, are you getting excited? Yeah. Are, are you ready to you know quit your sermon series, pastors? <laughs> quit. And right pick up the book of Exodus. Do it. Maybe you shouldn't do that, but <laughs> we're hoping to convince you when you're trying to decide what should our next small group Bible study be, or big group Bible study, or what should I study over the summer on vacation? Exodus. Exodus. <laughs> I need to learn that song. I... <laughs> Movement of Ja People. <laughs> Bob Marley has so many good lyrics in his songs, but his theology is terrible. terrible. Yeah. And I think we've said that before. But the <laughs> Redemption Song is another great one. I'm a huge Bob Marley fan. Just not I, not authorial intent, Bob Marley. Right. Yeah, I want to sure. yeah. make it my, <laughs> my intent. Okay. So... Continuing on, just talking about the importance and the vitality of Exodus when it comes to typology. Yeah. Who's God's firstborn son? Mm. Duh. Christians all know that Jesus is God's firstborn son. <laughs> Hebrews 1.6, Colossians 1.15. Uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second, right? Exodus 4.22, Israel is my firstborn son. And people are like, what? Wait, what? That's right. Mm. Yeah. Typologically, Israel is the firstborn son, <laughs> but Jesus is the ultimate firstborn son. I love That's awesome, learning right? stuff like that. That's great. Hosea 11.1, 1, not the book of Exodus, but it's talking about the book of Exodus. Yep. See, you mm-hmm. need to, to, to understand Hosea. You have to understand Exodus. It's going to keep coming up. Hosea 11.1, 1, out of Egypt, I called my son. Mm. We know he's talking about Israel. And then we get to Matthew 2.15, talking about Jesus born in Nazareth. No, grew up in Nazareth, yes. born in Bethlehem, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Out of Egypt, I called my son. Ah, the antitype, the substance. We're learning all this stuff because of Exodus. Exodus. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think when I sang in the, in the sermon last Sunday? You know, were, hey. Were you in the auditorium? I was there. Okay. And you held the tune. It wasn't, it wasn't um, <laughs> terrible. It was, it was fine, you know. I <laughs> Man, I'll, I'll do, tell you what. It's I'll do gutsy. anything that I'll do anything to make a sermon point. Though. It's gutsy to do that. I thought there's no way he's and you started and you went like four lines of a verse, dude. You you owned it. You did, and it was about Exodus. Yeah, it was. Okay, way to go, Tabernacle. When we t- learn about the Tabernacle in the Book of Exodus, it's all designed on purpose by God because He's the author of the types yep. to have Jesus come and in John one fourteen He dwelt among us mm, literally. Yeah. He tabernacled among us. Right. Yeah. Oh, and how about Moses? Yeah. Do you think Moses is a type of Christ, or should we say, how, how do we do that? Jesus is the ultimate Moses. How, you, how would that be the case? How is it that he's the ultimate, greater, yeah, yeah. better Moses? Yeah. Right. You have Moses as a mediator. Uh, Moses is a representative, but you know, so the mediator, he's mediating between God and Israel. He's representing true, Israel true, true. to God and Ultimately, that's pointing to Christ, foreshadowing yep. Christ who would come. Yep. Both escape a threat, yeah. uh, threat of death uh, as a baby by a villainous ruler. Both do signs and miracles. Both lead the people in deliverance. Right. I love it. I always think of Deuteronomy, what is eighteen fifteen? right? Yep. yep. And uh, saying that there's going to be a prophet like me from among you. That's Listen to him. Moses right? says that, right? Yeah. And it's not going to be the guy who's born next or next in line. No, no. Ultimately, it's going to be somebody else. Jesus says in John five forty six, if you believed Moses, you would also believe me for he wrote of me. Mm. Uh-huh. Indeed. How about the promised land? So they, oh, they're, yeah. they're promised to go into the land of milk and honey. That's based upon the Abrahamic covenant. And the Exodus is leading them then toward Mount Zion, right. toward Jerusalem. 
But all of that's typological. None yeah. of that is the ultimate promised land. And we know this because Hebrews twelve twenty two says, you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. Yeah. Galatians four twenty six Jerusalem from above. All of this assumes you have a working knowledge of Exodus. Yep. It's, I mean, you're right. When you see it, it's everywhere, right? Uh-huh. It's awesome. Yep. Pre-incarnate Christ is also in the book of Exodus. He says in John six forty one, I am the bread that came down from heaven. Hmm. Wow. First Corinthians ten four, the rock was oh, Christ. Christ. Yeah. Wowzers. Mike, I this might have to be like a five part series if we don't hurry up. We, uh, yeah, we're I'm on my quicker. second <laughs> cup of coffee doing okay. But let's also now talk about the vitality of the book of Exodus and why it's so important for us to study when it comes to even us as Christians. Does the Bible talk about Exodus being important for us as instruction? Oh, for sure. As Christians. Yeah, absolutely. I think of 1 Corinthians, right? 1 Corinthians 10. Talk to us. What okay, 1 say? Corinthians 10. Uh, for I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud, thinking Exodus mm-hmm, there, the mm-hmm. cloud, and all passed through the sea, the Red Sea passing yep. through, right? And all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Then in verse 6, huh. now these things took place as examples for us. Oh, for Christians. Yes, that we might not desire evil as they did. That's super interesting. He goes on to talk about sexual immorality, right, not yeah. indulging, not grumbling. Um, yeah, and then the, later in verse 11, again, these things happen as an example, but so, they're written down for our instruction. So, dear listeners, the Bible, the New Testament, the Apostle Paul expects you to have a working knowledge of the Exodus theme, the book right, of Exodus. Yeah. Uh, and so it's good to know these things. Yep. It's important. We want to we encourage biblical literacy. We want to encourage you to read your Bible well. Right. Um, and this will really help you. It reminds me of when I was studying, for example, Greek um, and what, what do you, what do you do? You buy the book that helps you to learn Greek vocabulary and you start with the words that are used most frequently in the new oh, Testament. Sure, sure. And then later you learn the obscure, obscure words, right? Yeah. It's kind of like that. If you want to understand the Bible better, start with, well, I wouldn't say start with the book of Exodus, sure, yeah, but, but put it early on your list. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It'll be helpful. Yeah. It just really helps you see that continuity right between old and new Testament there yep. and how it, it's vital, important. Yep. yep. Okay, how about another question? And the next question would be, uh, what are some of the cool things that you can learn in the book of Exodus? Oh, I think we, we've already kind of we talked kinda, about We kind of talked about it, right? We talked about theology proper. Uh-huh, some that's very cool. cool things Super there. cool. Yep, yep. Connections to the New Testament. Yep. Yeah, what else? Any other things you think of? Oh, Has some been... standouts lately when it comes to cool things you're going to figure out. You're going to find out cool things about God, cool things about the association between Old and New Testament. And how about even how salvation is by grace alone? Redemption mm. is by grace alone. Mm. Here just recently uh, at the church, we were in Exodus 14. Exodus 14, 14 is one of those that you want to, I don't know if you dog ear your Bible. That mm. doesn't sound very good. Well, but if you want to remember a text <laughs> highlight of a, a favoritist to make things up, uh, <laughs> Exodus fourteen fourteen says the Lord will fight for you. That in and of itself sounds great. Oh, yeah. And then after the comma makes it even better. And you have only to be silent. Mm. So when it comes to the battle, you know, the, the chariots and the horses and all of the powerful military might from Pharaoh in Egypt, the Lord's going to fight for you. All you have to do is shut your mouth, Pat. Hmm. So that's all you got to do. It's, Just... gr- it's great to think about how that's so true. And when we talk about as Christians, salvation being by grace alone through faith alone, 
Mm. The, yeah. It, it's temporal deliverance was the same way for Israel. And sure. it'll help us to understand uh, beyond that. Oh yeah. Oh, that's it's, good. Yep. And then when you move on, you go to chapter 15 and you have the Moses song. Mm. Uh, and then we, we don't keep our mouth shut anymore yeah. uh, as a result of what God has done with no effort, not even us speaking. Now we open our mouths and we, we praise God for the great triumph that he accomplished for us because he fought for us. And now we open our mouths. I, that, that's cool. It is. It's amazing. I, it got me all excited, even on Sunday, just the response of the people to God and who he is and what he had done for them in delivering them and redeeming them. Amazing. Yep. It's, it's awesome. Yep. For sure. And yep. then if we keep reading our Bibles, we learn at the book in the book of revelation in chapter 15, mm, I thought yeah, that was yeah. super cool. Yes. Where in chapter 15, now we're looking in the future. It says, and the song of the, oh, excuse me, it says, and they sang the song of Moses. Hmm. So Christians are singing the song of Moses. Bel yeah. Let's say believers are singing the sure. song of Moses. Yeah. And then it says, and the song of the lamb. Hmm. And it goes on to unpack the song. But commentators would have us to know that they're not two distinct songs, but they're one song. Hmm. I like what Beale says about this. It is not two distinct songs, but only one. The saints praise the lamb's victory as the typological fulfillment ha -ha, mm. the typological fulfillment of that to which the red sea victory pointed hmm. and then he says enhanced by the song of moses i, I that's I great love that that's awesome so typology in the old antitype in the new ultimate shadow to substance the ultimate moses the ultimate deliverer the ultimate redemption yeah Really cool to see that our God saves. He's always been a saving God, sometimes in the physical sense, so that we would understand the ultimate sense. Mm, yeah. So that's cool. That is very cool. What yeah. else is cool about the book of Exodus? Uh, we can think about uh, how the way Jesus interprets the book of Exodus. Uh -huh. Jesus is, uh, in the New Testament, we read Jesus even pointing back to and referring to things that we read in Exodus. That's, that's cool to so, see that. So in John 1936, Jesus says, for these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled. And what does he say? He quotes, not one of his bones will be broken. Mm. Now we all know that's talk. Jesus is talking about himself and right. he fulfills the scripture because his bones were not broken when he was on the cross. Mm. Well, that's a quotation from Exodus twelve forty six, yeah. referring to the lambs that would be slaughtered, the Passover lambs. And when, when he does that, what's interesting is that's not a prophecy. Mm. It's just describing what they were supposed to do. Right, it's just yeah. describing the actions. Right, yeah. And uh, Jesus actually refers to it as prophetic because he says that the scripture might be fulfilled. Mm. This is one of those aha moments. And yeah. as you're listening today to the episode, I hope you're thinking... Oh, that has implications regarding how we interpret the Old Testament. So even this historical narrative, I sure. think is what it is, yeah. is designed to be interpreted prophetically. Hmm. So this really has a, what Jesus teaches us has a bearing on how we interpret even Old Testament historical narrative that it's, it's typologically prophetic. Yeah. To say these things were designed to be types and shadows, but they find they have a fulfillment yeah, right. in a greater one, a greater lamb, yeah. who's none other than Jesus. Yeah. This I wish I would have learned this in hermeneutics class. Oh. 
how to, how to interpret the Bible class, in other words. Yeah, that, mm, that's good. History of Israel, Israel's actions, Israel's instruction, uh, all of these things in the book of Exodus are designed to point forward to a greater Exodus, a greater lamb, a greater redemption, a greater Passover, mm. and to actually find fulfillment. That is C-O-O-L, cool. That is. Exodus movement <laughs> of Ja people. <laughs> So as people, I'm are, gonna win you over somehow. <laughs> you don't, and I don't. You don't need to smoke marijuana. Okay. Well, uh, in good. order to be a Bob Marley appreciator. Okay. okay. Just, Bob just, Marley. Is that you, the, you heard it here? Boat music. Is that boat music? It's very, very much boat music. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chillaxing on the boat, on listening the boat to music. Bob Marley. Okay. Kind of music. So as we're talking about Exodus, and people are no doubt getting very excited, riled up. You know, they are pulling they are. over their vehicles to the side of the road lest they we, get into I, a crash. We, I wish we you know? were selling some sort of book on the book of Exodus. <laughs> we should. It sounds like we are, <laughs> but we are not. Job. This is just out of good Christian love saying, sort of like when you find a great restaurant and you know people are going to yeah. love it. You say, I can't wait to take you You've to this restaurant to have it, yeah. because the food is delicious or I can't wait for you to see the view on top of this mountain oh, yeah. or by the sea. Yeah. This is that kind of thing. Yeah. You, you, you go and experience Exodus, Bob Marley or not. Right, and you say, "I want to show you I this." Want, yes, this is so, super. So cool. people are getting excited, no doubt, as they're yep, listening, yep. Uh, and they want to, they want to start reading Exodus as we're suggesting they yep. ought to if they haven't already. Some people might have a little bit of a fear of even you know approaching reading or getting into or diving into the book of Exodus. I think know? our listeners can probably how, they can probably hear my hand raising right now. Right? How how would you <laughs> recommend or suggest that you overcome the fear of Exodus? Cuz I am afraid of the book of Exodus, okay? So You're I, in the middle of it. I live in fear. Um it's kind of huh. how it goes. So I thought it was going to be a great idea to preach the through the through the book of Exodus. I can't speak. I get paid for a living. <laughs> I get paid to speak publicly. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought this would be great. I'll do it in four messages. Right. Right. How many the go the was big that? picture theme. And now we're going to do all 40 chapters. So I thought it was going to be easy. And then I thought, oh, no, this it, it can't be done. So all of that to say, I, 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 I'm a scared <laughs> of the book of Exodus. So come on in. The water's nice. The best thing you can do for starters is just read it. Yeah. Just sit down sure. and read it. And maybe another really helpful tip that you heard here on the Pactum, episode 120. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Listen to it on audio, right? Sure, on yeah. your ESV Bible mm -hmm. app or whatever kind of translation you have. No doubt you have a Bible app that associates with it. Just listen to someone read it. Um, speed it up if you need to. But in, in big, what I'm going to say, big squaths. Swaths? Is that a word? Yeah, yeah. I think it is. In, like big, in bigger chunks, <laughs> because you start to hear it and you say, oh, okay, this makes sense. I see where the story is going. 40 chapters. It's not so intimidating after all. Mm. So that has helped me for sure to read it, to listen to it being read. Uh, that helps. Uh, also, just just remember your theology. Mm. Remember what you've learned here on the Pactum. Uh, the law is what God requires. The gospel is what God provides. Yep. Don't lose your ever-loving theological mind right. yep. when yep. it comes to theological categories. There's that. It's involved. Um, Moses is not the ultimate mediator. Right. He's looking forward to a greater mediator. So think about your typology. Also, you could... Um, you know, read some read some good resources. What what are some good resources? What uh, are the ones you would recommend that people actually utilize when they're looking yes. at the Book of Exodus? So I would start with here's what I've been reading. When I read the Book of Exodus, I think there there is a I read the Reformation Study Bible because I always do. I want to hear what it says. Not all 
notes are created equal in that book. Different people did sure. different things in there, but I always read that. But then there are also some other good resources that I would recommend. There is a little commentary by Alexander okay. that I think is pretty accessible. I think I think he gets it wrong sometimes and says some things that if you have your basic theological sure. mind on straight, you'll say, ah, that that's not right. Hmm. Uh, there is a two, I think it's two volumes, uh, a commentary by John Currid, if I'm saying it right, C-U-R-R-I-D. Okay. I found that to be really accessible and probably maybe better than Alexander. It's just a little bit bigger. Hmm. Gotcha. I have a copy of the Gospel Transformation Bible. That sounds kind of cheesy. Hmm. I always read to see what it has to say, just because I think it's 30,000 foot, pretty helpful. Um, there is a book called Exodus Old and New by Michael Morales that I really like. It's not very daunting. It's a pretty thin little book. That's the book that convinced me I should do it in four weeks and I punted, <laughs> but Michael Morales will put that in the show notes. Uh, hopefully we can do that, Yep. but I would commend that book to you. And then there's a, a beefier book. Do we say that on the pack? Yeah, beefier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little bit Omaha. more sizable Beef. that I really think is helpful. I read it before I started and it's by Brian Estelle mm-hmm. uh, and it's called Ex- Exos. <laughs> that, would Exos. Be, that would be better. It's called Echoes <laughs> of Exodus. Okay. And I like that. There's an older commentary I've been reading as well because sometimes these older guys actually are more helpful. Mm, yeah. Um, and that would be by Matthew Poole, P-O-O-L-E-S. He has a commentary set on the whole Bible uh, that I think is is helpful and refreshing. See, here's something to remember, listeners. Um, some of the old, older commentators tend to, tended to have better theology. Mm, yeah. uh, it's more common in more recent days to divide up all of the departments and you're a New Testament person sure. or you're an Old Testament person yeah. or you're a systematic theology person or a biblical theology person. And people used to be more well-rounded uh, and it was okay to affirm systematic theology and not be embarrassed by it. But then theological liberalism came along and post-enlightenment, now we have to divide it all up. Uh, I think it's helpful, and I think we're seeing a resurgence of this. Systematic theology is really important, Hmm. and so is biblical theology, and so is specialization. Uh, But we need to get along and we need to be informed. So that's why we would criticize some of the newer commentaries for not having as good of uh, systematic theology. Yeah. So what are some pitfalls that we could warn our Pactumverse listeners about that they might want to avoid as they're interacting with the book of Exodus? Yeah, so you're, you just remember, again, law and gospel, both mm-hmm. are important, yep. um, and you're going to have to do some nuancing because you are going to see law and gospel, and you're going to see God always still requiring requiring perfection. Right, yeah. It's why you need Christ, the ultimate mediator, because sure, yeah. you're not going to meet the obligation. Yeah. You also see national Israel as a son. Hmm. Um, Call to obey to gain reward, hmm. uh, to obey to gain the promised land, so to speak. Uh, and so you you do have that kind of typological covenant of works kind of thing sure, yeah. playing sometimes. Yep, yep. Uh, and so there, there, there are those kinds of things you need to pay attention to. Ultimately, it's going to be the ultimate son in Jesus for personal salvation and also for the ultimate promised land. Hmm. So you've got to keep those kinds of things in mind. Also, just remember the commentators don't always have their eyes 
eyes crossed. <laughs> Wait a second. That's a good one. Sometimes the commentators, they cross their eyes and they don't dot, <laughs> they their, don't dot their and they dot their T's. Yeah, there you <laughs> So just keep that in mind. <laughs> Another pitfall would be to just, you know, don't run to Jesus so fast. Now, that sounds blasphemous. That, right. We I, want yeah. everyone to run to Jesus and rest in Jesus. But when you're reading Exodus, don't don't miss the historicity. Don't miss the there and then yeah. before you say Jesus is the answer, even though he is the answer. Yes, right. <laughs> just just take your time uh, and make sure you do get to Jesus eventually. Yes, right. So uh, also remember, there are things that are unique to national Israel. Mm, yep, uh, and yep. so they, they simply are. Uh, they're unique to Israel as a nation. And so it's not all directly applicable. Yes, we believe in continuity, but that we also believe in discontinuity. Mm, yeah. And so, yes, there's the Passover, and it gives you all the things that, that are said about Passover. But the Passover lamb is anticipating a greater Passover lamb. Mm. The Passover feast is, even though it says it's going to last forever, it's looking forward to the typological, substantive, ultimate Passover right. feast, uh, which looks beyond the one that they are observing then and there. Right, yeah, So good. there's that kind of stuff. That's good. Well, let's wrap it up. Maybe one final thing about the book of Exodus. How does the Pactum relate to the Exodus? Well, the Pactum podcast loves <laughs> the book of Exodus. <laughs> and we're talking how that about goes. it, right? But yeah, some of you don't even know what the Pactum is, yeah, but you're Pactum. loyal listeners, so thank you for being a part of that. Yes. There yeah. is an episode called The Pactum on the Pactum. Pactum on the Pactum, yep. But the Pactum would be shorthand for the Pactum Salutis. Yes. That would be the covenant of redemption, which would be before the foundation of the world, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit covenanted. Mm -hmm. So the intra-Trinitarian agreement, formal agreement, covenant, where the Father elects, the Son comes and redeems, the Spirit applies, but they're all working in all aspects. Mm, yeah. But think of, think of Ephesians chapter 1. Well, the pactum, that great, grand, amazing reality before the foundation of the world reality is important, and it, and it relates to the book of Exodus because we can know that those great realities in the covenant of redemption are unfolding, right? Mm -hmm. History is going somewhere before Genesis 1-1. And so it would only make yeah, sense right. for us to be looking for redemption themes, looking for mediator themes, looking for all of these themes to be unfolding maybe in a shadowy sense, but they are there on purpose strategically to carry the storyline forward throughout the Old Testament, mm. looking forward to the fulfillment, the antitype, the substance who is none other than Christ. And so it's okay to be looking for these things yeah. because of the pactum, yeah. because of the pactum salutis. Yeah, right. And so sometimes people who are more theologically left or they've been influenced by them, uh, post-enlightenment kind of hermeneutics say, oh no, you have to pretend like there is no agenda, there is no plan, there is mm. no purpose. We say, that's nutty. That's <laughs> right. crazy. Yeah. Of course we're paying attention to the thing behind the thing, the right. thing before the thing, the and that right would before. be the pactum, <laughs> the pactum salutis, and we love to talk about the pactum salutis here on the pactum, and we love the fact that you are 
interested. You yes. are engaged. You are supportive of the Pactum. That's right. Thanks for being a part of the Pactum verse. We trust you've been encouraged and uh, encouraged to be reading the book of Exodus as you've listened today. Well, you can find more information about us online on our website, thepactum.org. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter. Don't forget, visit our website and get signed up for the Pactum Conference coming up in October, October 6th through 7th, 2023, here in Omaha, Nebraska. We would love to have you join us and see you there. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on the Pactum. <laughs>